Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Volt here, and joining me today is Sean Vossler. Uh, Sean is a legendary copywriter, uh, an affiliate marketing expert, and the creator of Increase Academy. Uh, he's well known for his role as an affiliate manager for Ty Lopez and Sam Ovens. Uh, and in his new book, Seven Figure Marketing Copy, he teaches people how to craft engaging copy that sells. This is something that's super, super important. Uh, when it, I mean, we talk about this all the time um, to sell more books is the copywriting behind that. And no, it's not how to copyright your book, but it's words that sell. All right. So today we're going to be talking about uh, how he sold like 25,000 copies of his 37, 47, 57, depending on price testing dollar book that isn't even on Amazon <laughs> and how to use copywriting to sell books. This is gonna be a fun one. Uh, I'm excited for this, Sean. Welcome. Dude, Chandler, and good job summarizing. It's it's tough to get that all concise, but uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's a great, great, great uh, to see you again. We've, we've known each other for a long time, but it's been a while since we've been able to connect. So um, just kind of a serendipitous uh, moment of, of the uh, the fun story behind what I've been doing, connecting with what your students are kind of facing. So excited to explore that with you, man. For sure, and and I, I, that's exactly what I'm excited about. And and I mean, I, I've just been seeing what you're doing from. I mean, you're such a great example of using a book at the center. It seems like of your business. And so I, I'm like, I, you got to come on, and we got to talk about this. So let's start there. Like, why a book? And how does it fit in with your business goals? Like, it, this is a prominent part of your business. Like, why is that? Yeah, well, it's it's interesting because it it has become like the the star in the center of the solar system of of all the things I'm doing, right? And it it was born out of um, just me collecting a lot of the quote unquote SOPs, the standard operating procedures in my my own business. So I uh, I ran for a long time an agency. Um, you know, you mentioned the, the JV brokering with uh, folks like Ty and Sam and, and others. Um, but through that process, like I had to create a lot of copy quickly, right? Like it was, um, I was the main kind of force behind that. And it's, as you know, can be fairly difficult to outsource copywriting. (laughs) So, uh, through the process of that over, you know, about three year time period, I just collected frameworks that I used and like strategies and what worked and what didn't. And it came to a point where it's like, you know what, like, A, I think this would be a cool book and I want to get this stuff out to the world. And B, like, when you do like $100 million in revenue with other, you know, clients uh, based on your promotions, you tend to look at it and say, "Eh, that would be kind of cool if even I did a tenth of that for myself, you know. So that was kind of the birthplace of it. Um, But it wasn't necessarily like, I know a lot of people will create books to, um, uh, as more of a brand building thing. Um, mine was, I, I really like, I'm, I'm like anal retentive with this stuff. I really like to learn it. Uh, so putting it into a book was like 
a a cool experience as well. And uh, that was really the foundation of what let jumped it off. And now I've been able to transition my business. So it used to be about 90, 10, 90% um, agency, 10% my own products. Now it's about 90, 10, the other direction. So that's been a cool transition, kind of get out of that client world, even though, you know, it's profitable, but it's not as fun. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and anyone who's been in the agency world, juggling a bajillion clients, or even just a couple clients that are massive <laughs> um, can, can relate to that. So I think a couple of things, I mean, you're, you're a man of many talents. Uh, I think a couple of which are, are copywriting and design and that really culminates in the book and you have the, the most intentional design uh, and it's very you like, so whether it's your landing pages, it's the book. So why, why is that such a core part of your copywriting? And then why is that so important to you to, to do that as part of the book? Like it's, it's just a very, not only is the copy good, but it's very well designed. So how do you do that? And why is it important? Sure, man. Yeah. Well, I, I have a design background. So I actually went to school and like a passion of mine back in the day, like I really wanted to go to like whatever school the Pixar animators went to. Right. So like I've been obsessed with I'm just a big fan of art like and I'm, uh, you know, little just side note, I license most of the imagery I use in my books. I don't create it from scratch. Otherwise, it would be like a 10,000 hour project. Um, so the imagery have a lot of fun with doing, I do all the design and layout myself um, on the computer, but the, I license the imagery. Um, but it's like you said, it's intentional. Um, now it started as like, I just enjoyed doing it. Uh, but now, you know, after I've looked at it retrospectively, I see it as a, um, especially in the advertising side, like getting the, the word out about the book. Um, it's very visually engaging and just, with the type of ads I do on Facebook to to promote the book, it it catches gets that first uh, that first ball rolling of attention, you know, in the copywriting lingo. So, um, but also now it's it's I tie it into my I I believe it adds a lot of perceived value to the book. So they might buy it for the pretty pictures, but once they get into it, they're like, wow, this is pretty darn good information. Um, so you know, anybody listening, like your cover, your, your page layout, it, it can have a big influence on how the content is digested. Um, but a little, just a little word of warning, like you don't, it, it's not like you want to go to ham yourself. If you're not like a designer, like definitely work with a designer if you want to go that route. But I, I just, I've happened to have, you know, about 15 years experience doing that. Yes. So it, it, it helped a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you're a unicorn. I think a lot of people think, uh, Hey, I could do the design myself and it is not good. Um, so if you don't have an extensive yeah. <laughs> background in design, probably better to hire an expert. Yeah. And that's yeah. the nice thing about design skills. It's, it is, um, uh, it, it, it's become somewhat commoditized. So you can, you know, 10, 20 bucks an hour, you can get a really good designer, uh, to help you do with the, the book stuff. But, but yeah, it's, it's an underrated part of the process, but something to come to after, you know, you do all the stuff yeah. that, that matters, the content, you know? <laughs> yeah. So you, you've taken a non-traditional approach, uh, as part of the, the publishing and selling of the book and it's not on Amazon as far as I can find, maybe, you know, maybe there's a higher price copy or something, but it seems like you've exclusively sold the book off of Amazon. Uh, what was the why behind that decision? Yeah. So actually had a 
it's been about a year discussion of how to go about this and may have to uh, get your expertise on it eventually too. But I've, um, uh, I think this will resonate with a lot of the listeners. Like when you're putting together a book, one of the, the things, if you're like kind of OCD or, uh, OCD or like per, a perfectionist, um, you're, you're afraid to put it out to the world uh, oftentimes until you think it's perfect, which it just never will be or is, right? Um, so I had to, I had that barrier in front of me and there's two ways to do it. It's either you you push through it and you put a lot of time and get it to the point where you can finally take it to the, to the world and publish it. Or what I decided to do to give myself um, uh, some runway to actually get paid to write it is I got to the point where it was like a minimal viable book, right? Like in whatever you want to call it. Like it was, it was good enough where I was like, I can keep updating this and be proud of it. And then I actually published it in a membership area. Like, like I use teachable, but there's millions of them. Um, and then I update the book regularly. And I, you know, I, when I started selling it about two years ago, had a, had a small list, small fan base and, and just, um, they gave me a lot of great feedback on it and it's grown from, you know, when I first published it's about 85 pages. Now it's about 400 and it's not that more is better. It's just, I've been able to flesh it out and get paid to do it at the same time where if I go to physical print and I put it out on Amazon, I'm kind of stuck with additions. Um, but I, I am going to go that route eventually now that I've sold about 25,000 units. Um, and there's a huge demand for the physical product, especially it being like a, a pretty book, like very photo intensive. Um, so, so that's the next phase, which I'm hoping to get to, uh, by March. Um, you know, so yeah, the, that, the model there, it was more out of necessity to not, uh, lean on my, my own perfectionism too much. I see. And so have all those copies, those 25,000 copies, has that all been digital copies? Has there been any physical copies? Yeah, no, all, all digital. And, um, you know, I, I upload it as a PDF. I, I did some fancy scripting on the website so that when you buy your, you, it's actually a password protected P I don't want to mm, get in tech nice. too much, but, yeah. but it's, I can get new editions uploaded, you know, every single yeah. month. Um, and some people print it out. I, I give them permissions to print if they want to, you know, print it at Kinko's or something, but you nice. know how it is with physical prints that can get very expensive unless you do it in, in sure. bulk. Um, but yeah, I, and I like the margins too, a lot. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and but I I think I've seen, maybe this is a workbook or something that for one of your programs, because I feel like you also have like very good looking workbooks and printable. Mm -hmm. Is that something different from this copywriting book? So, um, I do. And I like, so I'll do test prints. I I've done, you know, I know if you're on the podcast, can't really see this, but I, I, I've done like hardcover test oh, prints cool. and, and, yeah. you know, for the, well, now my camera's out of focus, but um, conceptually, I like to print it out as I do new editions so that people can visually uh, see the representation of it. And, and I've also nice. decided like anybody who's bought the book digitally, I'm going to give, I'm going to credit them towards the physical edition, the amount that they paid so that oh, when the physical cool. does come out, you know, they'll be able yeah. to get it in a, a physical copy. So cool. um, yeah. And what at, so what would you say to the person? Cause I think a lot of people have limiting beliefs around this, but they're like, how can I possibly charge $37 for a PDF? Like what, what, what are your thoughts on that? And, and how did, how have you done that? 
to where it's sure. There, I mean, you've had 25,000 people say, Hey, I will gladly pay money um, for that um, mm-hmm. for that PDF. Yeah. And it was 57 for about a year. I just yeah. kind of discounted it recently and I've sold it for $99 and sold it fairly regularly at that price. Um, so it comes down like, and I know when we were getting ready for this discussion, we talked about how we want to get into marketing a little bit, but that really is what drives the price as well. Right. So it's all about, can you, can you give a compelling argument for the price, right? Like a $5.99 book on Amazon is pretty low. Like I'll do it all the time. I'll be like Kindle 599. Like I don't even hardly like read the description. If I like the title, the cover, we're all guilty of that, right? I have like a thousand Kindle books I've not read. But um, so when you get into the higher price points, you have to be able to justify it and um, and just make it a no brainer for the problem that you're solving. Mine's a, mine's a nonfiction book, like many of the folks I'm sure listening um, but it solves a very specific problem, which is, uh, and you know, to put a very fine point on it, who my audience is, is determining the price as well. So I target very specific audience of not just entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs who aren't sure why they're sell- not selling as much as they know they should. So that's a weird demographic, right? But um, I like to tell people like, don't sell to a demographic, sell to a situation. And, and that's what my sales page is all about, by the way. It's, it's not about copywriting until the, near the end. Um, and I, I did that very specifically so that I could target a larger niche. If, I, if the, the web page was like copywritingisgreat.com and I sold it as a copywriting book, that would limit me to people who already know that copywriting is important, are looking for books on copywriting, and that's a much smaller demographic to target versus entrepreneurs who are confused as why they're not selling nearly as much as they know they should, right? And the whole page is geared towards convincing the individual who's reading the page, hopefully an entrepreneur who isn't sure why they're not selling as much as they should, um, that the missing piece of the puzzle is copywriting. And I make a compelling argument on that page. And uh, that's, you know, at, at that point, if you make that argument, somebody has a business and they know they should be selling more, I could present it as a $1,000 book with the right context and make the sale. Um, but the medium of the book kind of gives you a, a yeah. price point upper level. But um, I've been right. very happy with, you know, being able to move it at, at $37 to $100 very yeah. regularly. Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. He's teaching copywriting, and you might not even have noticed that, in the way that he positioned the book, right? And that's a lesson for everyone listening, everyone watching, is how you position it. And like he said, um, I love that. I love that quote, which is don't sell to a demographic, sell to a situation. So what's the trigger that causes people to search for the topic of your book. <laughs> and, and sometimes like he's saying, it's like, they might not even be, they might not even be problem aware 
They might not know that the problem is copywriting. So it's your job through the title, the subtitle, the book description, the introduction, like that's the Joe Sugarman slippery slope into the topic of your book. Um, and so I, I love how you did that and position that. And I think that's just such a takeaway um, for everyone here. And then tying it to, it's about the results that the book drives, not about the medium of the book, <laughs> because people pay for an outcome. They don't pay for the thing. They don't wake up and say, I want a copywriting book. They wake up and say, I want to have, I want more customers um, for my, for my business. And that's not happening. So I'm willing to pay for whatever the medium is to get to that thing. Um, and so I'm not saying anything that you haven't already said, but just hopefully yeah, really sure. driving that point home for folks. And so I, I want to kind of move in from that into when I mean, you've sold 25,000 copies, have you done it? Like what, <laughs> how have you sold so many copies? How do you drive traffic? Cause this isn't like, uh, you know, put the book on Amazon and Amazon brings customers. This is you're bringing people to this page. They're giving you their credit card information, um, all those things. So how have you sold so many copies? Sure. Yeah. It's um, it, it, it was, I mean, you know, going back to that last point, it, it was that realization and it's, you know, it's what I do as a marketer, right? Like I came into the book world, uh, a little different than most, like a lot of people know how to write a book and then don't know how to market it. Like I knew how to market it, but I didn't, half the books on my shelf, by the way, are about how to write books and how to organize information. Cause I, it's, to me, it's a very difficult thing to do. Like I'm, I'm all over the place. My stuff is a lot more ADHD than I would like it to be. So I'm learning, uh, like a lot of my time is spent learning how to structure the content, but to your question, like, how do I, how did I do that? Um, it's a fairly simple funnel. Like I, um, you know, I've built all kinds of crazy complex funnels over my life, but the, um, the, the funnel I run now is, is a Facebook ad, um, to a landing page, right? Nothing, nothing too fancy there, but the messaging part that we just kind of touched on, that's where I think the, uh, the magic uh, starts to, to form because, you know, in the United States, I'm not sure that probably now with the, the situation we're in, but I know for, years, it was about 500,000 new businesses started a year, uh, or sorry, a month in the United States. So that's a pretty darn big segment of the population that's getting into selling a thing. Right. And, and of course the, the title of the book probably would be better served being something about selling, but I, I, you know, as a copy guy and a marketer, you know, it, it felt a little more authentic to go that route. Um, but the uh, the targeting I went up a level like I didn't go after I didn't go so broad as like entrepreneurs in general even though I have a ton of different entrepreneurs in that have bought um, but the messaging itself is a very specific situation as we talked about maybe a, I'm trying to think of another example like well like your self publishing platform uh, uh, school product for instance right. Um, you can either market to people who want to write a book and know they want to write a book, which is a decent sized population. And it's, it's, um, it's one that's fairly easy to target. Um, and the, the common line, like everybody has a, a book in them, right? Like that's, that's pretty common. Um, but you guys do something which takes it up a level. And, and a lot of your marketing I I've seen in the past and probably still is this way focuses on the benefit to your business for having a book. It's a subtle difference, right? You know, it's it's a situation where they may not be aware of how powerful the authority building, the trust building, the power of, of having a book can be 
So you market that message out to the world and you target entrepreneurs who are looking to grow their influence, right? So anybody listening, like try to think of like, you've got the topic, the subject of your, your book or your course or whatever it is you're selling. Now think of the different situations people are in that could benefit from it at a higher level. And that's where you want to take your messaging from. So that messaging, it's on my sales page. It's in my, my, um, uh, ads. And that's why Facebook, I've been able to talk, like my target audiences are generally in like the 20, 30 million person size. And if you know, Facebook ads, that's pretty darn big. It's not niched down. Um, but the messaging is what segments, you know, they see the billboard as they're driving down the street or scrolling down the, the you know, the page and it, it self selects, right? They say, Oh, I am an entrepreneur who could benefit from more sales, you know? <laughs> um, but that's really the premise. And after that, you can just kind of scale it out. I have, you know, I have an upsell to the book about agency development, things like that. But, but on the surface, you know, that simple funnel has allowed me to focus on the messaging um, without mm -hmm. getting so bogged down and, you know, suck yeah. like bunch of different ads and stuff like that. Yeah. So what percentage of your sales would you say uh, of that 25,000 have come from Facebook ads versus something else? Probably about 80%. Um, yeah. I've 20% likely, uh, that, that's actually good. I should know that number, <laughs> but it, it, I have actually have an affiliate program with it too. Right. And, and I actually love it when affiliates promote because believe it or not, yeah, well, you probably know this doing Facebook ads, Facebook ads is a, uh, it can get pretty expensive per front end unit, right? So uh, I'm pretty happy if I'm doing like a 1.5 ROAS on the front end, which, you know, return on ad investment. If I put a dollar in, I make a dollar 50 on the book itself. Um, but a lot of times, depending on the season, you know, the holiday season was rough because everyone's using ads. Uh, you might just break even on the front end, you know? Um, but I've even had times where it's like four or five time X, even on a $37 offer kind of just depends. Um, but yeah, having affiliates is, is a good way because it's very warm traffic. They can recommend the book to their audience. And I plan on doing a lot more of that actually this year. I see. And so have you ever tested any other platforms outside of Facebook to run ads? To you know, it's, so it's funny. Play? Yeah. And, and by the way, another good tip on the advertising side, if you can get the the pieces of the puzzle working well, like partnering with an, ad, uh, an advertiser, like now, like I started trying to do my own ads and it was just too much to do everything. Right. Um, then I partnered with a, a, a buddy of mine who does Facebook ads. That's all he does. And for a long time, he just, he, he crushed it with the ads. Right. And it was nice to have someone else focus on the nuts and bolts. Now I've recently started taking it back in-house because, um, I want to be able to rapidly test new stuff and actually use that data in my, my training and stuff. Um, but like you may not, if, if, if you have the budget for it, getting at somebody else to help you set up and manage the ads is, is very useful um, as well. Uh, but, but if, if you, uh, if you have the capacity to do it yourself, great. Like you're going to save a lot of money. Um, and I'm sorry, I, I forgot actually what the oh, question was. Just, was. I was just asking if, if you, uh, no, you're good. You're good. If, if you've tested other platforms. Uh, oh, right. On advertising. Have they performed well or no? Yeah. So I, um, I know YouTube is my next big platform I need to crack. It's a, like Facebook. Well, yeah, sure. it, Facebook is a, a pretty easy, low hanging fruit for me. Cause it's just like, I, I know how it works so well, right? Just like anything yeah. else, the better you know it, the easier it is. But I know yeah. the opportunities there for YouTube to scale uh, much 
better actually because it's a whole yeah. different segment of the population that uses it regularly i just uh i need to dive in it's on my uh my platform but you know i do some retargeting on there and does well yeah. but it's it's that's on my list you know of the uh the places to go for sure nice and i know earlier you mentioned that don't sell to a demographic sell to a situation that being said i mean i'm sure you probably know ballpark demographic like what what is that demographic ballpark that that's purchasing this book yeah it's interesting because i um and it's kind of a side effect of being a pretty logical analytical marketer myself like i most of my sales pages are pretty logic based right I, I obviously i'll tie into the emotional side but i'm pretty like here's the facts and and it makes sense that you should do this thing right and i can't i i've been trying in the last few months actually to get in touch with my not my more emotional side to create more because i i feel like i'm missing out about half the population so it, i'm about seven same, it's same yeah it's about 70 percent male um uh and and it's actually i've sold it all over the world which is wild i'm i'm always surprised to see you know obviously us is my my biggest audience but like australia it's huge yeah um and uh even is you know older it, younger it does skew younger. And I, yeah. I think it's like people will see themselves in you a bit when yeah, they, sure. they, they can sure. connect. And, and it's yeah. like, if I were to, on the demographic side, like if I were to get other individuals of different demographics to actually do the promotion, I bet you I could mix it up quite a bit. Right. For sure. Um, for sure. Even on the ad side, but, but yeah, yeah, I think that generally is where people will start is like, you'll sell to people like you because they will connect with you because they read your copy. Yes and see themselves, you know, yeah. uh, but that's not necessarily a terrible thing, but it, there is a lot of opportunity to branch into other worlds. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think, I think YouTube would do well for you for exactly that reason of like, that's almost an interesting thing of like knowing the demographic of your books and then knowing the demographic of the platform. And then how mm -hmm. do we, how do you platform match from an ads perspective the, the, and overlay? So if you're selling to older women, Pinterest, and maybe even Facebook, if you're selling to uh, younger men than probably YouTube more often. Or if you're it's like, I mean, I know, you know, all this sure. stuff from a marketing perspective, but it, I, it is a good discussion to have, but I, I think you start, like I started in a Facebook group that, and by the way, organically was where I really started to get my traffic at the beginning because I didn't have a huge audience, but I, I leveraged my Facebook and brought people in to a Facebook group who are interested in the subject and they become kind of the, the nucleus of my audience. Right. And I, I actively um, bring people into that group still about 11,000 members now um, and, and nurture that because, you know, they're the ones that are going to give you the best feedback on the guide and any other training you add to the, 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 the business. Um, but anybody listening like, oh, Facebook has all this stuff, you know, start, start organically. You know, we were talking for a minute about Clubhouse at, before we got on here. It's a new app. You know, it's, we, we don't have to dig into it too deeply, but it's another place you can find a community of like-minded individuals who are interested in your topic, get feedback, right? Um, even, even on Instagram, like connecting with influencers in your world and, and giving them good incentive to promote your product, right? Like, like you don't have to go at the ad way because it is, it is a lot like, and it's expensive uh, from a mistake standpoint, you know, I've had oh, ads sure. yeah. screw up and spend a lot of yeah. money where I shouldn't have, you know? You but, pay uh, for an education on the platform. Yeah. That's for sure. Hey, yeah. Sean, I want to, I want to kind of land the plane here and, and ask a couple questions on this. Cause obviously this is, 
your bread and butter and what you do uh, and what your book's about, copywriting. And I know I kind of touched on it at the beginning, but for those who maybe haven't heard of it before, what is it? Uh, and then how, like, how specifically, like if you have a couple tips on how people listening can utilize the skill set of copywriting to help them sell more books. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because in the process of putting this book together on copywriting, you know, I thought I had a pretty good grasp on what it is, what it, uh, what it's for, but it, through the process of exploring this world, like my whole concept of the whole thing is blown up <laughs> uh, a lot, but in, in the essence of it, it's really the messaging that you're putting out to the world about your product, your service or yourself, right? It's the words, it's the language, it's the, uh, it's the videos, but most people in a traditional sense will see it as like the headline and body copy on, on a sales page or an email, you know, subject line. And so the skill of copywriting is learning how to, um, persuade people to buy the stuff you want to do or, or, or that you're selling. Um, not to be confused with copy R I G H T, which is, you know, the rights to your content. Some people mix that up, but, uh, you know, it's copywriting is in the world of marketing, but also in the world of sales and also in the world of branding. Like it's, it's an overarching skill set um, that it's really important to learn because, you know, there's a, a Decker, I forget is something Decker, you know, the, the, the dude who basically came up with modern day marketing. Um, he, he said there's really only two parts of business, especially when you're getting started. There's, there's product innovation and then there's customer acquisition. And that customer acquisition world is where copywriting really thrives. Um, but I've, I've been finding that the copywriting also influences a lot of my product innovation. So just a small aside to that, I will write a sales message for a product before I'll start building the product because through the process of writing that sales message, I will in researching it for that matter, I will come across more problems that I want to solve, or I'll come across more headaches that I can address. And, and the innovation is actually born out of the language of the sales page. So it's a little backwards, it might seem, but it will, um, it's a good place to start exploring product development as well. That's so good. <laughs> I think one big takeaway for a lot of folks is that marketing and copywriting starts before you start writing your book. Um, and, mm. and, or at least it should for a lot of yeah. people. It well, doesn't, here's a, here's it a, should. here's a good example of where copy lives, uh, like a sales message, the introduction to most books and most of the authors I'll, I'll talk with or, or just discuss, they're like, Oh, I love your sales page. Like, man, I wish I could do something like that. I'll be like, send me your book or I'll buy it or whatever. And I'll usually, I'll usually I'll read their introduction and their introduction is a brilliant sales message they're selling people on reading the book i'm like literally i did this for a friend of mine i just i was having some fun and, and i i literally copied and pasted his introduction into a sales page and i was like dude there's your sales page all you got to do is modify the ending to be a call to action right uh so a lot of people like overanalyze what copy is what it what it should be like they try to use templates and and of course there's useful templates and outlines out there but the the principle you know at heart right like persuading somebody that what you have is important to them not that it's just important but it's important to them so um you know that's really if you can get that principle down that you're always talking to somebody in like second person like you know you you've had problems with this and this and this 
blah, 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 blah. That's going to drive a lot of the, the pieces of copy you produce. That's so great, man. We're, we're in a hundred percent alignment on that. Cause that is what we tell our students all the time is your introduction is selling people on reading the book. And that means that your introduction is actually, if you just shorten that is your book description and is the back batter on the back of your book. It's just that in shorter in less words, mm -hmm. right? It, literally like the introduction said, to my book is the sales page. Like I'm not even like, they're the same. I, nice. I modified it yeah. obviously a bit, quite a yeah. bit, but in general, it's the exact same, pre, you know, I'm preaching to the same, you know, gospel kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And, and I'm sure you, uh, you probably did this, or at least this is what we recommend a lot, which is write the introduction first and then revise it last. <laughs> so you like, it's the starting point so that you write a better book and then you come back at the end to make sure you articulately sell people it'll change a lot yeah. yeah it'll change sure. quite a bit by the time you're at the end i've rewritten several parts of my book several times because as i continue down my that's why i like selling it in the digital format that i do is i i'm being paid to like research right which i love doing i love learning about this yeah. stuff um you know it's an under a lot of people and there's nothing wrong with the model of selling a book as a brand builder and things like that but um my list has grown considerably but it's mostly buyers and they're mostly like hyper influenced because they've gone through my book and the content in the book, you know, at least um, from what I hear is pretty darn decent. So that's like killer brand building. I don't have to work too hard to build my authority because I, they're already getting results from the stuff in my book. It's amazing. It's awesome. Sean, this has been great. Uh, final couple questions. Uh, knowing what you know now, what, what would your advice be uh, to Sean that hadn't written the book yet, or maybe all the other Sean's that are listening or watching um, that are sure. about to go on this journey uh, of writing and publishing a book. Yeah. You know, especially like, so I have ADHD clinical been diagnosed, blah, 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 blah. It's not an excuse. It's just a situation. Right. <laughs> um, so for me, it, yeah, it, it, it is a superpower. The, the hard thing with it is that it can be very difficult to organize information and books are literally or information that's been organized and that's why they're valuable, right? Like they're valuable because someone has gone out and dug up a bunch of Wikipedia articles and summarized them into a principle-based guide that has actionable information in it, right? Like in essence here, the information overload that we have in the world, um, you can, you can learn everything you, you can learn in my book. You can learn on, on YouTube, but it's not structured. Right. And you're, you're going to be on this, you're going to be in a dark room looking for a light switch. The goal of the book, of course, is to just hand you the light switch and make it a lot easier. So for me early on, I struggled a lot with the blank page of like, I literally could not understand, like, I didn't know how to structure content in a way that benefited much less an ADHD person, but a, like a normal person. Right. Um, so early on something I wish I, I would have done sooner is start the um, research process of how to write a book. Like there's, you know, you build a business around it, you know, how the, the, the structure issues. Um, so, so going back, that's really, um, like I said, early on, half these books are about teaching and writing books because it, it is the area that, um, I did struggle with the most and, and one I, I'll try to keep it very succinct, but a problem people, a frustration people have when they're writing a book or a guide or a blog post, anything is they, it naturally makes sense that writing should be as easy as speaking. It makes sense, right? Logically, but 
I, I came across, I wish I would have known this early on. There are two very, 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 very different skills for hum humans. For thousands of years, we've all, you don't forget how to speak, right? It's built into our, our brain as a, like, it's, it's the wiring of our brain. We speak, we communicate, we tell stories, but writing is a learned skill, just like drawing, just like learning another language. It's something you need to take time to internalize. So um, that's helped a lot. I don't think you have to wait for that to make a hundred percent sense, but start collecting resources, doing, <laughs> pick up self uh, publishing school, you know, stuff like that, that will help you structure your content in a way that you, you won't be as frustrated uh, when you look at a blank page. That'd be, I wish I knew that five years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's great, man. That's awesome. Well, Sean, uh, how can people find out more about you and how can people buy your book? Oh man, the pitch part. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, this, so this in the AIDA, you know, marketing part is where you get into the, uh, the call to action, but I, I won't do it too strong. Uh, Sean.co, easy domain name, S-E-A-N.co. Uh, that's where you can find me. You can connect with me on Instagram and Clubhouse. I am like obsessed with Clubhouse now, as we've discussed, at Sean Vossler, Instagram, all that good stuff. But um, if you want to pick up the book, it's just Sean.co slash copy, C-O-P-Y. And, um, you know, let me know uh, that you heard on this podcast so I can uh, uh, give uh, Chandler some credit for it. But, um, you know, I, I, um, I appreciate you having me on, man, because this is a discussion I'm very passionate about. Like, if I were to write another book, it'd probably be super meta on the writing books and selling books you know, marketing part. Uh, so I love nice. talking about this stuff. Yeah. That's awesome, man. When, and your topic is something I'm super passionate about. So, I mean, copywriting is at the core of, it's a huge part of why we've been able to scale so much at self-publishing school is because I committed to learn the skill set. So guys, if you're thinking about like, could copywriting help me or not from a book sales perspective, uh, grab a copy of the book, Sean, S-E-A-N, dot co forward slash copy um grab a copy uh, and i think you won't regret it, it was, this is such a fundamental skill that's going to help you sell more books so sean man this is great thank you so much appreciate it brother what a great conversation we'll have to do it again sometime yes sir thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the self-publishing school podcast i know there's so many places that you can be spending your time there's other podcasts that you could be listening to youtube channels that you'd be watching uh, so thank you so much it means the world now i want you to do three things right now if you found this episode all right number one i don't know if you know this but we've got a youtube channel it's a companion channel to this podcast all the video versions of the episode are on the youtube channel so number one subscribe to the youtube channel Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, and then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right, reviews are super important in helping the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, so number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step, so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. 
So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.